what's your 20 this here's the podcast crew we're hauling up at 901 about to hit the airwaves ready for cocktails cool characters and the explosive relationships you'll only find in cocktail well rhythm your blenders or an earful of cocktail there's a place the world's most popular cocktail podcast that's where you want fans of cinema cocktails will find much like that is if you're not some no good yuppie breaker breaker good buddy expect in-depth analysis breaking news about the cast and crew a little barman poetry and we'll even have a few of Coglin's laws Coglin's law never show surprise never lose your cool Hello and welcome to an earful of cocktail. Hello, welcome. Um, that was a bit of a scramble there. Yeah, that was the that was the most sensible beginning we've had really all season. And yet, it was a scramble. And yet it was a scramble. I see you've got a website up open uh, there with a picture of Tom Cruise. Always do. Actually, is that Tom Cruise? I believe okay. it's yes, Tom that's Cruise. Tom Cruise. I always, it's tough to spot him. Cruise's made in Canada movie cocktail celebrates 25 years very true very true is it is it to the 25th anniversary of cocktail uh it was in uh, july 29th 2013 i see okay uh it is then this is 2013 very this is short chair four years <laughs> you are you need to be a lot closer to the microphone than that there we go nope nope that's the chair. i would just swap that out for another chair I'm good. You're good. I feel, okay. Feel large in charge. All right. We have um, the best chairs here at KZSU. Yes. Um, okay. Lots to look forward to this show. I'm going to be lowering this loudly. I could there have turned. Okay. Well, I um, told you to lower it loudly. You did. You did. Well, if, then if I had cut your mic, it would have seemed weird because people would not have heard it lower loudly. Um, okay. So we got a lot to discuss this episode, right? Sure. Uh, should we cut to our famous theme song? Let's cut to the famous theme song. Right, this is the part of the show where we do corrections. Do we have any corrections? I don't think. I mean, I I've, I have been remiss in actually collecting collections. Collection, Cor- collecting collections of corrections of cor- collecting collections of corrections. No corrections. Someone made a correction for my other podcast. Uh, talking about the uh, the tax benefits of Proposition uh, 60 and 90 in moving cross-county 
to another uh, building assessed to your original building. Okay. So that's, I mean, it's not about the show. Does it count? Um, no. always forget how long this is it's it's appropriate length it's the appropriate length Welcome. Does this seem like something we talk to an ear full of cocktail? I don't think we can talk over this. This is not something you talk over. Oh, but we can listen. Furious is running out by the second. This is the first time I've actually thought the loons worked well with something we were playing. Well, you've been wrong every time till now. Okay, so we are going to go into different... I'm killing the loons now. No, you... you, you wrong... Ch- How am I going to talk over a guy singing? Pick only oh, loons. Oh, but only. it's great. It's okay, great. Also, we're too it's hot. Great. We're too hot. We're too hot. I'm going to make this louder so you know we're too Whoa, hot. Whoa, we're Is too it, hot. Yeah. It's the same as it was before. I just let you know. Um, okay, so as we go through the show, up until the sink, what do we need to do? First off, who are we? Who are we? I'm Alan. I am Hervey Ockles, a.k.a. Mark Molino. I am, and I am one of the two hosts of Earful of Cocktail. There's a cacophony going on in the background. I'm going to kill the loons again. Okay. Oh, so much better. This is, sure. <sighs> I mean, I think there's one thing we each hate. I yes. hate anything from the cocktail soundtrack. Oh, that's, you're being unfair. I'm being very fair. You're being unfair. I'm being very fair. I'm going to turn off all of these inputs. Um, okay, so we got a lot to get get done today. We've got the sink. We've got special guest. Spoiler um, alert spo- first. Spoiler alert first. But we the get special the guest can't listen to spoiler alert. No, so we do. Well, how do we handle this? I think you take off the cans. Take off the cans. Special guest. Okay, special guest taking off the cans. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. And then we will do the um, sink. The sink. And then we'll do with fresh eyes. And then we'll do fresh eyes. And this then, is how our show And works. then we'll do the analysis. Yes. Okay. 
That's why it is time for Who Let the Spoilers Out? <laughs> I forgot this is way quieter than everything else. Okay, who let the spoilers out? This is where we spoil five minutes of the movie cocktail for you. Yes. We're going to do that now. Yeah, so as we left off, here is our uh, our, our, our series of, of spoilers, which is a plot summary of the movie uh, cocktail. We'll read this, and you will know what to expect in these five minutes of the movie cocktail. Brian seems to have been re-energized. Even Douglas, his mentor, is impressed by his improvement, pointing out his talent, promising to make him a star. Mm -hmm. Even so, Flanagan still views the job as a temporary place, hoping to make it in the business world. The next class Brian Flanagan attended was still an economics class, but the lecturer issued an assignment for every individual to write their own obituaries. On the next class, they were issued with an assignment to prepare a complete business plan for an investment of their interest. Oh, we're going to dig a lot into this. but However, Brian was quite fatigued to be attentive in the class. He was fatigued to be attentive. He was fatigued to be attentive. He was quite fatigued to be attentive. In his work as a bartender, he continues to impress. He gets carried away and is finding it difficult balancing between the two daily tasks, getting into an argument with his lecturer, and that's where we stop. Okay. He does... He, he Wait. No, he doesn't even get into... A, I don't think he gets into an argument he's with his raring. lecturer. You can see him. He's going to see he's raring to get in the argument. The okay. argument starts... Sort of. I guess the lecturer initiates, but we don't actually see the I mean, argument happen. Well, it's kind of like saying you're driving 120 miles an hour on mm -hmm. a road, and then eventually you crash. You know, when did the crash happen? I'd say it's as soon as you started driving recklessly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was inevitable. Um, okay. We're so great. So we're now going to do the sink. We're, sorry. We're going to appreciate this. And appreciate this MIDI version of Who Let the Dogs Out first. And we'll and ask the question, who let the spoilers out? Who let the spoilers out? I think we did. We let the spoilers out. This is the Okay, good good loons. Good yeah. loons. You have to make sure we have no dead air. No dead air. All loons. Okay. We are gonna now do the sync. Yes. Here's how the sync works. At home? At home. Go uh, home. Go home. Go home. Grab the, your copy of the movie cocktail from 1988. Eight. Well, it doesn't have to be your copy. Anybody's can, copy. The library has copies. F find a copy of the movie cocktail. Yes. Find the fourth five minutes sure. of the movie cocktail. It's after the third. After the That's third you know five minutes, before the fifth five minutes. Yes. Before the sixth five minutes, but it's more apt to say it's before the fifth. That's true. It's actually uh, it's after the third six minutes as well. It includes part of it. Before the seventh, third minutes. Absolutely. And I would say it's uh, around the 15th, one minutes. Roughly. Months. Yeah. So um, you're going to grab that. Yeah. Go home, grab that. Loop it. <laughs> Lock it. <laughs> say no more. Lock it, loop it. Yeah. Get it ready and pull it up and start at the beginning. And we are going to sync up with you. So we're going to count down. Possibly clean it. Clean it. Clean it, loop it. Lock it. Yeah. We're going to count down. The f the countdown. Unless you like it nice and dirty. If you like it dirty. Don't clean it. Don't clean it. We are going to count down. The countdown will not matter until we put our hands on our heads. Yes. Yes. Okay. The countdown with our hands on our heads is for real. Have we ever done the sink? Like a three-way sink? No. 
That's wow. why I'm giving very explicit instructions here because we have a guest that also needs to participate in this sink. <laughs> when that when our hands are on our heads, it's for real. Yeah. And it's a three, two, and one and play. Yes. Yes. It's so, a three, a two, a one and play. Okay, so let's start. Three, three two, two, one, play. go. Three, two, two one. What? What? Oh, you we're actually doing this for real. I thought that was a test run. It was a test run. It was, it was a test run until we put our hands on our head. Okay, no, no, well. a test run's left hand. Three. Test runs left hand. Yeah. Real runs right hand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Three, three two, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Oh wait, I was in the wrong thing. You're always <laughs> in the wrong thing. No, it was. This is. This is. Uh, this is fine. Okay. Back it up. That was. A, it was a mistake. Rewind. Honest loop it. Mistake. Lock it. Three, three two, two, one. Three, two, one, go. Perfect. Okay. We should now all be synced. Also, we should put our guest on microphone now, right? We should now put our guest on microphone. Hello, guest. Nope. Nope. I don't know how to put people on microphone. You're the one that does this. That's it. Okay. I like the, I did, like the, did it work? It did work. Oh. Welcome, guest. I oh, like welcome. the confidence oh. you did to say, this must be right, <laughs> right, and you just put up a random thing. Why did you think that was correct? <laughs> Why would you possibly think that must be right? <laughs> I don't know. It looked. It, this input looked appropriate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we used it for a phone interview once, and so I just figured that was the one to pick. Makes sense. Okay. Well, <laughs> welcome. Welcome, guest. Really good to be here. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you can probably kill the. Uh, I'm gonna kill the. There we are. Um, do you want to introduce yourself at all? Uh, well, I mean, you can you can introduce me. Uh, I, I would your, love to know how you. That work. is your privilege. To sure. Our guest. Okay, this is our guest, uh, the host of the popular uh, podcast. Um, uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. So I host a show called Low Budget FM. Low Budget FM. Yes. <laughs> At lowbudgetfm.com. Uh, and the former host of the radio show. Uh, it was also called Low Budget. Low Budget. Yes. On and the radio the, station in San Diego. And the future host oh. of the online trivia competition. Uh-huh. Is that is that a I haven't seen my own future. No, so I don't. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm just I'm projecting so, here. So if I get yes. that right, the the one on the radio didn't have FM in the title, but the one that's a podcast does. That's correct. Okay. Good. Yes. Makes sense. It's low budget radio and then low budget FM. Mm-hmm. Yes. The it, title made more sense when the low budget FM because you can't afford the actual FM. Oh, so a podcast that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's 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 knowing. It's a cute little thing we did there. It's a side yeah. gag. <laughs> um, okay, so um, you are—you have never seen the movie Cocktail. I have not, except it's running in front of me now, but I haven't had a chance to really yeah, don't, pay attention. Don't process. Don't process. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking. When it, when it loops, we're going to have you process. Okay. Okay. Also, do you want to say Do you want to say your name, your handle, your how do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, well, my name's Mark. Mark, so I, I, Mark Chambers. Mark Cham- different from Mark Molino. Well, That's correct. You can hear okay. it. He was saying Mark with a C. Yeah, Mark, Mark yeah, with a I, K. It's kind of like the soft C at the end. Mark. It's like a it's a like a Q U E almost. Mm-hmm. That's mm. correct. Yeah. They're not the same name. What about M A R Q U E? That's the same name. Okay. So um and you okay, so and, and let's just check some boxes here. You've never seen the movie Cocktail. I have not seen the movie Cocktail. Okay. You're a fan of cocktails. Uh I like a drink, yeah. Okay. Um you fan of Tom Cruise? Oh, huge fan of Tom Cruise. Huge fan of Tom Cruise. Yeah. Top Tom Cruise moves. Movies. Uh, well, so and moves. I, I liked it. Well, his move obviously is the slide across the floor. The moonwalk. That's a yeah. good slide. Mm-hmm. Um, 
See, I don't, I don't go like the Top Gun or any of the usual suspects. Uh, he's great in usual suspects. He's though. yeah, oh he's very God. good in yeah. usual suspects. Mm. People don't notice him under the makeup, but he's there. I, uh, I am a staunch defender of movies that no one ever wants to see, like The Last Samurai. Mm. Big fan of his performance wow. there as an alcoholic. That did make like two hundred million dollars, though, right? Yeah, but no one wants to see it now. <laughs> like Avatar. <laughs> yeah, nobody remembers. Um. And so, okay, uh, Top Gun? Uh, I, I have actually not seen Top Gun either. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know that's a San Diego movie. I, I didn't. Oh. I didn't. Okay, well, so because... So you're spoiling Earful of Top Gun. I, Earful of I'm not going to be able to come back for that. Oh, Never. should we do Never. Earful of Top Gun? Oh. <laughs> um, Top Gun's an incredible movie. Very bad. Incredible San Diego movie. Hmm. It's bad like this is bad, but it's not as fun. This is much more fun than Top Gun. Top Gun does manage to... Well, it's there varies. are some fun parts. No. Oh, when they're flying. Okay, so as this goes through, the yeah. idea of with fresh eyes is that we get the veritable fresh eye view through your eyes, mm-hmm. and you describe what you see. So kind of make the images come alive for someone, you know, to say what you're seeing, and then also try to extrapolate what you think is happening, who these characters are, how they're related. Uh, it's going to come up in about, uh, I feel a better part of like 15 seconds. This is, this is a big job. Like yeah. that's a lot. I wasn't prepared at all, so I'm. Well, I'm that's the point. You no, can't be, right? Yeah. You can't be. I mean, no one's prepared to live the life of, of a human being. It's very hard, but we have to do it. It's our unexpected deep. Yes. Yeah. Well, this, that's what this is all about. Yeah. Okay, probably ten seconds. Ten. Uh, t- I'd say eleven seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. One, you're go. Okay, so now it just okay. It's a hard, it's a hard transition. Right, so he's a fun bartender, right? He's clearly a bartender. Oh, now it's less fun now. Some kind of a time cut. Uh, it looks like he's having fun behind the bar. He's chatting with someone. I assume this guy works with him. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, is he British? Buttons were popping, skirts were rising. When you can see the color of their panties, then you know you got talent. Oh boy! Oh, so this is some kind of <laughs> robust story. But I gotta be honest. This is just a part-time gig for me. I'm in a business program, City College days. Oh. Seeker of wisdom and truth. Okay. So, so he's so this guy. I assume the guy in the red shirt, like, is a long timer at this bar, and. And Tom Cruise's character is just like, oh, hey, like, listen, this isn't me. Like, this isn't my life. Interesting. Interesting. I can't tell if this is some kind of, like, squaring off of egos, what their relationships are with each other. Oh, okay. So now we're in a classroom. (laughs) Things are moving very quickly. To a career in investment banking or some other socially useful pursuit. All right, so now now our... Certain Our bartender is just, this is, he's at City College, right? And he was just explaining. Part of the curriculum. Interesting. So, Interesting. For your first mm-hmm. assignment, I'd like you to write your own obituaries. Oh, see, not that's, that's that dark. At least, not yet, anyway. Brian Flanagan. Senator okay, so that was Brian just like a quick interstitial, so now governor. we're back in the bar. But Brian he's more like a patron. Or was that a flashback? I don't know. Would have made even J.D. Rockefeller envious. Died early yesterday morning at the age of 99 while betting his 18-year-old seventh wife 
<laughs> Heidi, who is recovering from exhaustion at the local hospital and will be unable to attend the funeral. So he thinks pretty highly of himself. <laughs> this is his obituary. For your midterm paper, I want you to select okay. the business okay. so we're just, in which you are. I, I can't, <laughs> I don't know what the timing is. Are these, is, is all that happening in one night, or is this just like he, this is his life cutting between his, his like, student life and his life at the bar at night? Interesting. Interesting. Cost analysis. I've lost track of him in the frame. Oh, no, he seems, he doesn't seem to be doing so well. He seems like maybe he's fallen asleep in class. Oh, and, 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 and it was noticed that he fell asleep in class. See, he's so fresh-faced and fun at night in the bar. Like, who wouldn't want to drink from this guy? He's dancing around. He's got his tie tucked into his shirt. Doesn't interfere with the... Cocktail making. Oh, and this girl in the green sweater cannot get enough. She is buying into what he's selling. Like he's doing the moves. Oh wait. Oh man. He, and he knows how to get the crowd going too. Giving him a little karaoke action. This is all a show for the girl in the green sweater, though. Clearly, there's some kind of connection there. Maybe she could just be some rando. Oh man. Oh man. Strike it out. See, he doesn't look happy when he's hitting the books. He just looks upset. Like maybe cocktailing is his is his true calling. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, it's, it's time. You got the guy pointing at the watch. You gotta get out of here, man. Get your vodka bottles and go. Takes his jet. Yeah, he's he's definitely in a hurry to get somewhere. Maybe he's getting to class. It seems to be the only two locations in the movie uh, are the bar and class. I'm doing the best I can. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. He's coming unglued. Sexual frustration. Mm -hmm. I asked you to prepare a business plan. Mr. Stodgy a Professor Man. Assignment. He doesn't like word describes your Mr. Cruz's character. Bankrupt. Not a fan. Bankrupt. A word some of you will get to know well in the future. Like Mr. Ronald Master, where is. Oh. So there you are. And oh. that's cocktail. So based upon your. Fresh eyes. Uh -huh. How would you extrapolate in about like a two sentences what you feel the overall story of the movie is? I mean, it, it seems to be just the story of this guy, uh, Tom, played by Tom Cruise, a uh, handsome gentleman, uh, who's caught between two worlds. You know, this this life that he feels he should have, where he's going to college to be some important businessy type man, and then this fun, youthful life, tending bar with you know without having a care in the world. Interesting. Pretty, yeah, it's interesting. It's pretty accurate. It's interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's that is true. I mean, thus far we've you know seen him uh, attempt to get a job in the Big Apple, hmm. fail, end up at the bar, and start studying. So okay. that's that's where and we're how at. How he studies? I will admit this is confusing. How it does cut between different scenes happening at different times. 
as as opposed to the movies mm. that are all just the one room. The, what you normally see is just what one location yeah. for two hours. Listen, <laughs> I couldn't tell if they were time cuts or <laughs> if they were flashbacks. I mean, usually, or if there were two things happening simultaneously I, in different locations he, with different Tom Cruise playing different people. A yeah. multiverse. There's <laughs> multiple characters played by the same man. It's like uh, like Cloud Atlas. Yeah. Probably, yeah. probably mm-hmm. likely. Yeah. And it seems end, like a great film. At the end, the twin brothers are reunited at TGI Fridays. So if if you had to guess mm-hmm. how this movie's going to end. Oh. That's a great question. How How do you think it's going to end? Uh, mm. We didn't ask that last week. More importantly, how many times do you think it's going to end? <laughs> answer the first question. Sorry. First. Okay. How do you think it's going to end? <laughs> I honestly, it's hard to tell. Like, how far do I get to know how far into the movie we are? We're in the fourth, five, fourth minutes. five minutes. The fourth five minutes. Okay. So we're we're getting into. So they've established the plot, and now we're getting into the meat of it. So I assume this is this is how it's going to go. So I would say it ends with him being a bartender. <laughs> He's already a bartender. He's already there. What, what more? What, what more do you want? I just want another ninety minutes. It's when he gets his business card of him just <laughs> having a good time. Maybe he'll learn some new drinks. No, I think <laughs> that would be. Oh, I wish this was that movie. Oh, it was just, just him learning drinks. drinks for the next ninety minutes. Oh, levels up. <laughs> I I don't know. I. I like to think may- maybe he goes off to some, you know, big New York business job, but in his heart, in his heart, he's still a bartender. So he finds frustration in pursuing the life he really doesn't want. Correct. The yeah. classic happy end. I could see it go that way, sure. Adulthood. So, so is uh, is Mark gonna stick around on mic? Or I mean, this gonna work? You, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute your mic. Okay. But if you ever want to talk, <laughs> no one will hear. But I'm free you to just, do so. Like, yeah, you're free to talk anytime. But just raise your hand. Sure. Raise your hand. Thanks, guys, for having me. And you're and you're and you're 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 gonna be you'll be plugged in. Beautiful. All right. So I think the most important fact to know is the fact that this article says. Cruises made in Canada movie cocktail so it's 25 years. Mm-hmm. What's interesting here is it gives an amazing fact. So the amazing fact is the classroom where Cruises character attends business classes is room 3163 of the Medical Science Building at the University of Toronto with a photo. Wow. Isn't that a great factoid to know the room number? That's incredible. Where, where where is this this is coming from this article about the yeah, Oh, globalnews.canada. Wow. globalnews.canada. <laughs> And mm-hmm. for some reason, oh, dot, dot ca, dot ca. Okay, dot Canada would be great if it was Global News Canada. Sure. Okay. Of all the factoids, I think are interesting. One of them is, and the, here's a room number <laughs> from Toronto, from the University of Toronto. Yeah, that's cool though. I mean, if you're Canadian, that's probably cool. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I I think oh. you know what it feel like. It's okay. Like, it's like you see the uni- like an American classroom number in, mm-hmm. in an article. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So okay, how do we? Uh, we have an hour and a half yep. to, to really get, to unpack to unpack unpack then pack then unpack and then we have to before the show ends mm. we're gonna design a drink for the app. Yep. We're drink going of the app. To see from the flares eye view. Flares eye view. Uh, and, and we'll give contact info. Contact info. And then we'll play a closing theme. Closing theme. And then uh, we'll 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 leave. Leave. So, okay. Okay.
Um, so, all right. So this episode, we have a definitely a, you know two parallel tracks of stuff going on, right? Two, There's the two him, parallel universes. Two parallel universes. You got bar talk, yeah. and you got classroom. You got good crews and bad crews. Good crews, bad crews. Is bad crews the bar crews or the class crews? Well, he's bad at classes. He's bad at classes and good at bar. I guess is the, yeah. so. Good, good crews is bar crews. But one is a sin, and one is a virtue. But which one? That's for us to find out. Okay. Good good crews is bar crews, bad crews is class crews. That's what they say. That's what they always say. That's what they always say. Um, okay, and we got we've got some more Coughlin mem- mentorship. We've got a nice pyramid of glasses that appears behind them through a lot of this episode. That's been in the past. I know, but I mean, it's more prominent here. If you really wanted to, you know, we could try to actually classify everything behind them. All the drinks. Yes. Yeah, I, mean, I would like to make an inventory of the drinks on that shelf at some point. This, um, would, this would probably take a solid two hours of work for yeah. us to do this. We could do a Christmas special. <laughs> we could do a Christmas special. <laughs> okay, we'll do a Christmas special where we classify the drinks. I mean, how many do you think we can definitively uh, Oh, get? I love this when he stops the Coughlin the s- sends the shot glass to him across the bar and he's by pouring, sliding and he's it. pouring what? He's pouring uh, Remy Martin cognac. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. Um, and Tom Cruise, or Brian Flanagan, sets down his beer stein just as the glass it's, it's is arriving. Steins are poor. Okay, a beer mug. Just as the glass is arriving, so as to stop the glass from sliding, and it plants the right there in front of It says a classic line. It says a classic line. I'll stick with brew. I'll stick with brew. Yeah, and then, and then, um, and then Coughlin says... I'll stick with the brew. Excuse me. I'll stick with the brew. And then Coughlin says beer is for breakfast around here. He does. Yep. Is, is that born out? I can identify with. Yeah, I mean, he, when, when you first see him drink the red eye, that's a, that's a beer drink that he's yeah. drinking but for breakfast. Beer is definitely for breakfast around here. Yeah. Um, it's a, I mean, it's got wheat. Yeah. 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 So we got the bar. Sorry, I, I cut you off on something. What were you saying earlier? Um, I was saying uh, I'll stick with the brew. I'll stick with the brew. So we got the, that would be a nice catch. Should we change our catchphrase to I'll stick with the brew? I think so. I think so. Instead of do the hippie hippie shake, which let's be let's admit it, this is not a good sign off. <laughs> it's not. Good. It's a, It's okay. It's okay. But well, I'll yeah. stick with the brew is pretty great. Well, also, it seems to negate because it's it's interesting. That's the antithesis <laughs> of a cocktail. Exactly. Whoa! It's like we're undoing a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Okay. So end yeah. every, every episode with I'll. So let's. I'll stick with I'll the stick bo- with, with the, the brew. brew. Uh, we I'll also need to go back and I'll stick with, with the brew. brew. Okay, Although, good. We we're it. not ending now. Nope. No. Oh, show's over. Show's over. It's done. We said the magic word. Uh, Income for specialists. Marketing. Okay, we're back. It's good. It's a good end of show. It's a great end of show. EOS. For uh, anyone who tuned out, you mi- you're gonna miss the rest. Yes. Um, it's, it's a classic podcast fake out. Uh, okay. I'll stick with the brew. And we're back. We're back. Okay. So I'll there- stick with the brew. And we're back. We we see that pretty well with him turning on and off the uh, the thing with the radio. With the so radio, I like that he's he he's. So let's let's just enumerate the things he is doing. So are we gonna are we gonna in hone the, in on scenes here? Because let's, yeah, I, I well, scene I think by we, scenes always because there's so much I know, happening I know. here. I think we we can split it between bar life and and student life, and I'm, we can tackle each on its own. 
Does I mean, that make sense? There are there are th- uh, there are f- there are three scenes in classes, and there are four scenes in bars. Okay. It's so should we, okay, so let's start with um start with classes, start with bars. You want to start fun? Well, you want to start pa- boring? Which part? Let's start with addicted oh. to love. Let's start with addicted to love. Addicted to love, so which the, is not on the soundtrack, as it turns out, unfortunate. Well, it's a big song by Cosmore. Mm. So the big oh, there's some big songs on the that, soundtrack. Well, those Come written on. for the movie, written for the movie. Mm. So the big question here is: Is this strange at all that they give the power of controlling the sound system to the bar? I was going to say this. Yeah. So it's it's so things he is doing here. He is dancing around a lot, flipping bottles. As seemingly some drinks made. Making a few drinks, maybe. We don't we really see a whole lot of drink pr- production. Yeah. Um, you know, smiling at people, talking to Coughland. Sure. And also controlling the sound system. Yes, at certain times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you think that they are doing the programming for the songs that go on here? I, that's what I was wondering. I mean, I... I mean, maybe it's just like a radio station or something, but I mean, also this does not comport with my TGI Fridays experience Usu- at any point. Usually, there's not a stereo system behind the bar. I mean, and if if there if there is anything going on, I feel that it is just music being piped in through the entire restaurant, mm-hmm. and it is pre-programmed. Yeah. I mean, they're busy doing drinks. I have a hard time to imagine at some point they're saying, "Oh, let me swap up, out the CD." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that seems insane to me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, either there's a pre-programmed feed of the hottest songs they're going to play but, from the Music Corporation. But Brian Flanagan's got the knob. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the knob. <laughs> but what if they hate the song? What if it's killing their bar business? Do they have the ability to, like... Well, he can clearly turn it off. <laughs> so, if it's such a disaster that just nothing will be better. Yeah, and to be clear, we were talking about the moment where, in the middle of Addicted to Love, he turns the volume down, and then everyone in the bar sings Addicted to Love. So my big question when I started off is, does the actual song feature the line, might as well face it, you're addicted to love, as many that times? That many times? Because I counted it, I believe it happens nine times in a row in the movie. There's one way to find out. I went to the song lyrics, mm-hmm. and the song lyrics uh, showed it five times. Then I listened, mm. to, I listened to the song itself, because it happens twice that they do that in the song. The second time they do it, I only heard seven Mm. I my numbers could be wrong in a large amount of this, but I, that's what I got. Only one way to find out. We could call up Robert Palmer. We will call. Is that who wrote it? Uh, who performed it? Performed it. Robert Palmer wrote and performed. Okay, turn this down. I'm. It's down. Okay. Don't worry. I'm a professional here. Um. So addicted to love. No, you skipped the middle of the song. We can't play the entire song. Brian Flanagan, who self-propelled Meteoric Rise to wealth and no. fame, would have made even... Okay, now it's going okay, to go on. Okay, let's see. Let's count. The instrumentation no, okay. sounds different here. Well, it's bar, bar atmosphere. Hmm. Okay, now it's going to come up soon. I'm not hearing it. It's going to come off. There it is. Nice song. Famous video. Okay, now let's count. One. Two. Two. Three. 
four, five. See, that time you get five. He does one more verse of it at the end. Yeah, so this is... Yeah. I don't think that's a take from the movie. Go to the end and let's play the Might As Well Face It towards like the last 25 seconds. Okay, I think it's coming up now. Well, sort of. Oh, here we go. One. Okay, one. Two. Two. Three. Three. Four. Five. Oh. Six. Oh. Seven. Eight. No. So now next time it goes around. By the way, I, I also this this song as a whole has a lot of charms. Listening to just that line over and over again, I I it, it's unpleasant. Okay. Just I mean, there's a cool video. It's a I mean it's a, it's a it's a classic video, very stylish. But I'd say like without it's it's like eating uh, just your dessert without your dinner. Mm. You know, you know, it's just a line over and over again. So you so how many times did you count it in the movie? I counted nine, but let's count it oh, next nine, time it goes which around. Which would be even be impossible if it's the second take. Yes, I mean my first like would they re-edit it to make mm. it work in the movie to cheat, mm-hmm. as it were? Mm-hmm. I think it's possible. Uh, so in the scene, this is a scene where he's bartending, uh, very uh, seemingly make everyone happy. Although, I mean, do you think everyone at the bar is? Do you think they're they're uh, you know paying a lot for the drinks that night, or are they just coming out to like to sing and dance for free? Um, I mean, I they seem to be drinking drinks, right? Well, let's look at no? let's look at what's in front of them. Are they mostly just sitting out there and dancing? I don't know. I mean, it's I'm seeing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of dancing. I'm not seeing a lot of drinking. Lots Ted of, dancing? I'm seeing a lot of Ted dancing. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing many uh, pieces of currency. Switch hands. Hmm. So, um, okay, so we're, if we're rolling through bar scenes, we talk about the first scene where Tovlin... This is a small taste of the last where we left off. Yes. Which is he doesn't get hit in the head of the cash register. He doesn't get hit in the cash register. So we get a nice evolution there. It looks like like Coughlin is always trying to hit him in the head. Yes. It seems like that's That's what I was... Well, because we were speculating... Last time we had this um, debate over was it intentional that Coughlin hit him in the head. Sure. Right? Now I think we're here to conclusively say, yes, Coughlin is repeatedly trying to hit him in the head. And I guess the question is, is he doing it till he grows, just so he doesn't make mistakes, as I taught you, or do you think that he will continue to do that always because he, he likes it? Um, I, I mean, it seems like a fun game to play. If there's two of you behind the bar, yeah. try to hit each other in the head with a cash register. I, even when your partner Keeps it interesting. stops you know, getting hit often, you yeah. still do it. Yeah, you still do it just for fun. You don't lay off. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize we, uh, we forgot to tweet oh. the fact we were on the air. You should uh, retweet uh, the tweet from Mark Chambers. I've got a um, I should, although he did not tag earful of at all. So uh, I don't know what we're supposed to do with that. Um, you quote tweet. Uh, could, could, could. Um, so, well, no, I just, I don't know. How, how am I going to find this thing? You know, it could be anywhere on Twitter. Um, start, with, uh, start with A, go to B. I'd like you to write your own obituary. I've retweeted it. You didn't quote tweet. I didn't quote tweet. Should I quote tweet it and said we're on the air? 
Uh, I think you should quote tweet Brian and just Flanagan. say quote tweet. <laughs> Senator Brian Flynn, billionaire governor. Quote just Brian quote tweet. Flanagan yeah, that's good. As a new tweet that yes, doesn't actually tweet. have a quote well, tweet. Yes, in that's it. good. Good. Would have made send quote tweet. JD Rockefeller yeah. And then and then do a, a, a gift search for quote tweet. Gift search, quote tweet. And whatever is close to the top. We've got a minions thing. That's bad. Okay, we've got someone saying tweet, tweet, tweet. That's kind of bad. We've got someone pressing the Twitter icon on an iOS device. That's pretty good. And then being hit in the face with a Twitter That's icon. That's less good. Well, it's something. Well, scroll down like a way down. Because it gets better when you go way down the list. Uh, we've got uh, Tweety Bird. That's pretty good. Just like the we've got a tweet button just being clicked on. This I this looks good. <laughs> I like that. I like this. Very good. Okay. Okay. We now need to. We're ready to almost do count. Okay. <laughs> we've we've tweeted. Okay. Quote tweet. <laughs> okay. Um. Should I reply and say we're on the air? Sure. Okay. Get ready. Get ready in a second. Where was One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Serious open me eyes coming over here. Eight. Nine. Instrumental only. Oh, ten. It's weird. Okay, here's the thing. What I realized because he's turning down the volume, he's slowing down time. He's slowing that. No, because he's turning down the volume, it's entirely possible to just cut the song. To basically recut, it makes it easier. Know, to it cut, makes yeah. it way easier to cut the song, so the such that you can is, just make the addicted to loves run eternally. Should should we suspect that this is actually recut in the universe of the movie? That he has like a you know a series of songs that he's recut for maximum sing along potential in the bar, um, and and it just goes on for like a hundred times of addicted to love. Yes, and that's at home. Yes, he cuts there is a cassette. version of addicted to love specifically for. Well, I, I mean, and Brian Flanagan did it because he knows. I, I it's like the be idea that the Flanagan bar. did it himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Coughlin did it. Coughlin's yeah. the master of this sort of thing. It would thing. be a classic Coughlin move. Uh huh. Yeah. So I like how in in the tweet that we've just retweeted earlier, yeah. uh, from Mark Chambers, um, I like how both of our faces are perfectly obscure, obscured by mic booms. That's what mic booms do. Boom it's, shots. It's as if it's framed <laughs> in a way where we can remain mysterious. Uh, Some of you will get to know well. <laughs> Um, which is which is you know unlikely um okay uh so other bar stuff uh pyramid of glasses i already mentioned that it's a nice pyramid it's they've got new. back there that's not new news it's, well but it look it's nice Did we read that notice in the back um not while it's playing we can't I wonder what it says. Mm. If it was well, California, we'll to, it would be this This bar, this contains, bar contains content ca- known to the state of yeah, California materials to be materials and chemicals to be known to the state of California to cause, cause cancer, cancer and reproductive and be, harm. Yeah, something like that. It's useful. It's places I know never to go into. Is it Prop 65? 
It's Prop 65 warning. Prop 65? Yeah. Confirmation from Mark Chambers. Prop 65. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's why I don't go to Disneyland. Mm, lots of yeah. chemicals in there. Well, especially in the parking garage. Absolutely. Mm. Um. So. So. Okay. So. I, I, anything we talk about the addicted to love. He's. Uh, he. Are, well. Quick poll. Quick poll. Are you addicted yeah. to love? Not that song. Hmm. Not addicted to the song. Addicted to love. Quick poll. Uh, Mark Chambers. Are you addicted to love? Uh. I wouldn't say addicted. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So good. We got zero. Zero out of two. <laughs> good. 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 <laughs> um. And. Uh. Okay. And what else? So he he meets the girl in the green sweater who has mm. serious hug me eyes. Hug me, yeah. yes, yeah. Uh, and and he he uh, Coglin says, uh, Coglin notes that, but then says stay in formation. Uh, oh, I couldn't. Yeah, I could. I tr- I listened several times and could that, not. That's one of the things I could I not know. parse out what he was saying. Stay in formation. Is that a Top Gun reference? I, I think. It, I mean. I, he, the, would it still be in the movie if it wasn't Tom Cruise or if he wasn't in Top Gun? Is this this movie's post-Top Gun? Yes. Okay, yeah. I think it still would be, although I think I think if it's a different actor, he still would say State in Formation. If the movie Top Gun didn't exist, mm. I think it wouldn't be in the zeitgeist and he wouldn't mm-hmm. say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stay in Formation, her old man's coming in right behind her. Which old man... Old man, old man means father, no? It can mean either. It's, okay. it's very context specific. Mm. I mean, it's like my old lady. That always means wife. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Might be Hawaiian slang. <laughs> Might be Hawaiian slang. Yeah. I like how the closed captions do list every you're addicted to love on it. That's good. That's good yeah. to have there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's important to the plot. I mean, you're it's, it's dialogue, essentially. Yeah. So and the thing I love, and the thing that's great about this, it says stay in formation, old man's, and he's like, like whoosh, he's like can't do that, and then he spins around <laughs> immediately afterwards, which is a great moment. Like he's just, he's just like a little prancing, you know, pixie. <laughs> he's just, you know, he doesn't care about anything. Well, in the that's world. there's actually there's a line earlier in this episode where Coughlin describes the. Men yeah, that let's, hang let's, out in these bars as well, and I think that guy is intended to match the description of what Coughlin is I feel laying like down. I know the, he's like the poor man's Charles Rocket. Mm. I enjoy the yuppies walking in the background at the beginning of that scene. That's worth seeing next time. Um, I did not notice there are yuppies oh, in the background. Classic yuppie. I was focused on the green sweater woman. He loves the song. Spin. He's way into it. He's. I gotta learn how to spin the the shaker. I have yeah. shakers. I'm just not spinning them. I'm the, the the guys at uh, Smuggler's Gove spin it. Yeah. Like, seriously, they, they're very good at that. Yeah, spinning cocktail and they shakers. Don't, they don't do garbage. Like, Stay in formation or old man's coming in right behind him. Stay in formation or old man's coming in right behind him. He <laughs> said, and he's, what, he says, like, we've got to leave, I think, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let, let's talk about the first thing he says here with the... Uh, okay. See, the name of the game is Woman. The little darlings come in a-panting. Their little hearts are pitter-patting for the handsome, all-knowing bartender. And in their wake, a parade of slobbering geeks, with one hand on their crotches and the other hand on their wallets. So so this man is a slobbering geek. Well, that's the question. Mm. This is what he says in general. So here's the end game. You get the woman, you get the bucks. 
So wait, and, and boy, oh boy, you've got them. Buttons were popping, skirts were rising. When you see the colors of the panties, and you know you got talent. Stick with me, son. I'll make you a star. So I think, actually, so it sounds like what he's saying there is actually you've got the, like, you actually, you want to target, the, you know, the women coming to the bar. Yes. Not the men, because the men have, is the one hand on the wall, it means they don't want to spend money? Is that what that's? No, no, no. It means that they are so, they're drawn into the women, which yeah. makes them spend. So you... This is mm. why really shady bars will actually have women as basically hired employees mm. to drive sales. Like, oh, buy mm. me a drink. Mm-hmm. And that's a classic... I see, okay, so that's the one hand... Oh, okay, so one hand across one on the wallet is the, is, is the buy drinks for women thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, mm. Slobbering geek, In at this point, what do you think he means by geek? You think he means like the original oh, meaning? Oh, that's interesting, because in 1988? Yeah. That could have been... Because, I mean, the original meaning of geek was very specific. The like carnival geek yes, or something, and they do one yeah. thing in general: bite the heads off of chickens. That's correct. Yeah, and I think he means he means guys that are f- like freaks, just people who are just disgusting freaks. Yeah, who like would never have a chance. But and that's what the thing you give them hope. The what do the women want? They want to spend time with a charming bartender. They want to get away from these guys, mm-hmm. but they're going to stick around the margins and just kind of they can at least spend. Mm. I mean, that's that's how they make their worth. There isn't, like, a lot of communal humanity here. It's not like saying, I value you as a, as a person, as a brother. No, this movie is staunchly, yeah. you know, 80s, you know, uh, whatever, you know, no-holds-bards capitalism. But, but, yeah. but to take it up a notch, what does everybody want? Coughlin, the way he says it, mm-hmm. he wants to just get as much money flowing his way as possible. Yes. Does he really want the money, or does he just like the prestige of getting well, the money? Well, remember our discussion last episode about you know his line about sort of you know the you use all these tricks to deceive the customer, sure, because then the the owner is happy, right? Yes. And it's almost as if you know, and then we talked last episode about like, well, that doesn't really benefit him that much. Yeah. It's almost as if he actually takes pride in the you know hit, optimizing that bottom line. Not necessarily for the sake of his own direct gain, but just for the sake of optimizing the bottom line and, you know, screwing over the customer, essentially. Is this like the house slave mentality? What's what's that? Like, it's kind of like the, the slave, the plantation who sucks up the most, gets to be closest, and they kind of tend to be like a yes man. I don't think that... That doesn't describe Coughlin in my mind. But why does he... Li- yeah, so you- no, I think he likes getting one over on other people, right? I mean, he likes feeling the, like the smart guy. Sure. Um... But and it seems like he it seems like a smart guy it has to be for the right purpose. Mm. And the right purpose is making Mr. TGI Fridays. Well, it's a bit sort of richer. I mean the, the right purpose in a sense is he is being good at his job, right? That is his purpose. Some would say getting people drinks that are delicious is how you is how you do that. It. You that in in anything but 1980s <laughs> bartending, yeah, that is accurate. In 1980s bartending, that is not <laughs> the end goal. The, the goal is to is spin around bottles. Yes, and uh, and charge people as much money as possible for as little alcohol as possible. But on the other hand, you're giving them a lot of entertainment for free. Tons of entertainment. Yeah. So is that it? Well, entertainment is cheap. Alcohol is Apparently expensive. Not. Okay, watch the geeks walking by. These geeks. are the real geeky. These are the geek yuppies. Oh, the geeks! First time she shows up, look behind her shoulder. Okay, passing oh, by. The oh, that guy. See that guy? Yeah, glasses. Glasses. Super geek. Geeks. And you could imagine that man eating the head off a chicken. So okay, so the question is, Coglin, he. Are you saying he has kind of like a, a like a deontological just drive to just do the right thing, which is screwing over customers? He thinks in itself it's a good thing. 
Well, he, yeah, he has a drive to be successful in his chosen pursuit. Sure. Bartending. What if he did something else? Let's say he was a shoe salesman. Um, Would well, <laughs> he does see, or I mean, he does end up with other pursuits. What if he's a travel agent? I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but... What if he's a travel agent? Um, travel agent... Would he try to give people the worst trips and and pay the most yeah. for it? Yeah, he'd, he'd try to get the most profit out of... Or is there something of, special about being a bartender? I mean, a bartender is a way where he's found... Is a, is a career he's found where he could be particularly uh, aggressive about this sort of angle. But I feel like if he was a travel agent, it would be... Hey, we found out this way to sell people, you know, the the <laughs> cheapest vacation possible, but charge them a lot of money for it. They end up going like the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, they up end like up like a get, muddy like, creek. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like a riverboat that yep. just gets always stuck in the mud. They get, they get on a cruise ship that's actually like a you know shipping container. The Mediterranean <laughs> yeah. ship that falls over. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, so sexual frustration. Sexual frustration. Frustration. Yeah, that is what he what he ascribe what he how he diagnoses Brian Flanagan's um, difficulties. So okay, what so what does Coglin want? You're saying all that. What does Brian Flanagan want? Brian Flanagan wants to be successful. What does he really want? Money, freedom, being successful. I mean, he wants success. I think there's only one thing that he clearly cares about at all at this point. And he clear he cares about the respect and love of Brian Coglin. That's true. That yeah. is very accurate. Yes, you're right. He does fall into, yeah, he falls into a pattern here, which is, this man is someone I now respect. No, actually, it's not even so much that. This is a man who is giving me a challenge. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird. He kind of ran into the first person who was willing to directly give him a specific objective to satisfy. Yes. And he's now charging forward toward that objective as quickly as possible. I mean, you look look at the determination in his face as this whole thing. He He just wants to stick with the brew. But instead... He says, no, you drink the booze. Yep. And he drinks it, and he looks at Coglin with determination and anger. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, there really is... It's 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 just a, it's an alpha male show of bravado. These are two gorillas yeah. facing off each other. But then again, there's something really weird about it, that everything they're talking about, from the first time he says, just wait till you give all the waitresses crabs. And now he's talking about how you get the women to go. There's, there's a deep... There's a weird... Every time they talk about them to each other, there's like a sexual component. I mean, the real sexual frustration, I think, is the fact that they're like sublimating this weird tension between them, you know, through women. And it seems like right now is is... Like is Brian Flanagan really interested in the woman in the green sweater with hug me eyes, or is he just trying to say, "Man, if I can, if I can have a success here, then Coglin's will gonna respect love me." me. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, mean, I think that's clearly what's happening. Yeah, that's totally what's happening. And of course, and here's him writing his own obituary, which you know, similarly, he's being overly bravado about again with Coglin and Ryan's. Um, it's. It's and look at this scene. Well, what do you describe Coglin's... Coglin is leaning on the bar, listening to Brian Flanagan. If you were looking at Coglin in this pose, mm-hmm. divorce from anything else, you would say that's like a Romeo looking out on like a romantic evening. There's a little bit of that, but it could also just it's also kind of just the tired, you know, 
I mean, that's the thing. It's excuses. And, oh yes, this is bar appropriate. Yeah. But like, it's it's it, it feels like they're giving each other a kind of you know. Uh, you lust for life. Yeah. They, they There's a bromance there. It is a bromance. It's, are most bromances this competitive? Yeah. Okay. Is that how... I mean, like Top Gun, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Top Gun, the bromances are very competitive. Very Go- much Goose so. and Goose and uh, Maverick and Iceman are... Well, I mean, that's not a bromance. That, well, okay. I mean, Iceman... That's the more competitive no, I mean, uh, that You're right. The Iceman bromance is a competitive... But that's more than a bromance. That's, like, actually a romance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I- Iceman and Maverick are deeply attracted to each other. But, um... <laughs> uh, but what? Maverick and Goose—that's you know—that's the kind of—that's the equivalent of the Coughlin, Coughlin uh, romance. But they're they're equals. They're just they're just buds. Whereas mm. here, one's the mentor. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, sort of. I mean, uh, uh, Maverick is a much better pilot than Goose. Yeah. Okay. So he, he in that way he's like the big bro. Yeah. 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 There's a reason Goose is sitting in the back seat. Just oh, we should two, do Top Gun. Two hand Dicted pumps. To lo- yeah, this is the weightlifting dance. Dicked it to love. Stay information. I know that guy. Oh, face. I love the I love the upward eye roll as she gets you know, as as her uh, her old man uh, yeah. puts his hand on her shoulder. Her eyes go I'm not way sure, up into their I'm sockets. I'm not sure I've seen that because uh, oh, I feel like I'm always looking at his face trying to remember how I see him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, keep keep your your keep an eye on her eyes and watch them roll backwards. Um, I like the Brian. So I like how Brian Flanagan turns TGI Fridays into his like home office. It's okay. <laughs> well, he's okay, he's studying. I mean, there are two scenes of him studying in the bar where he's got papers and like a typewriter just sort of splayed out across the tables. So he's working at TGI Fridays in the Upper East Side. Yeah, he's going to City College, which is in Harlem. Mm-hmm. He is living at this point uh, at his parents' old place. Yes. Is this in Long Island City? Are we still believe that's sure? I think it's. I think so. He's he's using that subway system. Yeah, I mean, I guess the question and the Long Island Railroad possibly. So I guess let's say does a late night shift. He's got class in the morning. He has Mm -hmm. two options. He can go back to Long Island City and then take the subway back, Mm -hmm. and you take two trips and then you do. No, I'm sure he goes straight to the bar. Well, no, I'm saying, but he d- he works at the bar till let's say two. Let's oh, say oh like, I see what you're saying. Let's two a.m. Okay. O'clock night. So, well, do you go back to home or do you stay in the bar? You stay in the bar because you're already in Manhattan. And I sure, I'm sure it's later than two. I'm sure it's like four. yeah, four, sure. Yeah, I mean that's why he's so tired. Yes. So I mean, I guess it makes sense. This is possible. Yeah. Checks out. Yep. Uh, so when does he go home? He goes home after classes, probably, but before he goes back to the bar for the night. Maybe he never goes home. Maybe he never goes home. I mean, when does he sleep? Well, the weekends. Nope. The week. No, not the weekends because he's got that's business. Well, daytime on the weekends when he doesn't have classes. Possibly. Right? Yeah, that's it. That's so he, he would go home daytime on weekends. Yeah, we see scenes later in the movie where they're in his apartment, but right now we yeah. don't see it. So here's a question. Earlier, remember the waitress called him college boy. Mm. I gotta be honest. Well, and right here, this is just a part-time gig for me. I'm in a business program, City College days. Ah, seeker of wisdom and truth. You couldn't have found a better work-study program than right here. You're a future leader of America. Is it really where the waitress knows about him being in college well before Coughlin knows? <laughs> That's what I find weird there. A little weird. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like in Coughlin's thing, is like, oh, this is going to blow up. You know, is he... Did you see the dismissal? Look at that anger. Look at that anger. Um, yeah. 
that most of you are seeking this is weird track. the fact Love okay this, should we, we talk about classes scene? no let's let's finish our let's, let's finish, finish the it's so tempting to get into the into yeah. the educational material here but before we do that we're gonna we're gonna take a look at i just i just glance up occasionally and see mark chambers smiling at things by the way this is um, uh, earful cocktail here on case issue stanford unless you're listening on the podcast and then it's not caseissuestanford.com then not on the podcast Earfulofconvoy.com. Earfulof.com. Earfulofcocktail.com. Not earfulof.com. Don't even think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Cocktail.earful. Cocktail.earful. We looked. We looked. We saw. We we did check for dot earful and dot cocktail. Actually, did we check for dot cocktail? I think we did. Should get on that. Okay. Um. So. Other bar stuff. Uh, let's see. So, um, do we want to? So, the drinks Coglin is making. Um, Coglin does pour these drinks. I thought it was going to be a whole like mixed drink. It was not. He took some shot glasses. He poured two large shot glasses of Remy Martin Are those, are those shot glasses, I mean, or are those kind of like the uh, small whiskey drinking glasses? Um, they. I mean, I have two of them. Sure. They are like a small. I mean, I believe they hold an equivalent amount of liquid as a shot glass. Um, in you know, I think they hold two ounces. Um, but um, they don't. Um, I mean, they're they're they feel more like a substantive glass. Um, so I'm not sure. There's a name for it though. There must be a name. I don't know the name. I mean, of it, Tumblr, but that's more like a larger. It's a website. Tumblr is a website. Um, we have to ride the the oh, levels on. Uh, this is sick. This stuff. Oh, a skull glass. I love a good skull glass. Um, okay, so we got him pouring the the Remy Martin. Um, we got the pyramid of glasses, which is awesome. Um, um, I think that's all class stuff. We'll talk about that in a bit. That's all class stuff. There's a contrast between a boring day and an exciting night. We talked a little bit about that, but that's you know, is he in charge of the stereo system? I wrote that down. Yes, apparently he is. I think yes. It's a sure stereo uh, stereo system, by the way. Uh, well, nice. Well, uh, we, we should we should look up and see all the VU meters that. So that's like three. It does VU have a meters. lot of VU meters? I don't yeah. Know how left, so many? Left, right, center. Uh, Dolby Atmos. It must be an Atmos. It's an. It must be an Atmos system. At most. At 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 most an Atmos. Yeah. Um, I like the. There's a Molson Canadian sign in the background in some of these scenes. Molson Golden. Molson Golden. Molson Golden. Um, and then the other thing is, so he's so this. What's he about to happen such here? A, such a clumsy, overbroad thing where he's right here. Finnegan, Finnegan. The time, the time. So this is time, the time. the bus boy who was carting some Why dishes do you around. Think he's the bus boy? Cause he just because he's carting dishes around. Um, I actually thought he was the owner initially, and then I watched this a couple more times, and he's carting dishes around. So, there, yep, there he goes again. Um, Any owners do that to help the bottom line? I mean, it's possible. He's also wearing an apron. Um, so, why does why is he the, like, timekeeper? <laughs> so, yeah, I wrote down... My, my note here is just alarm clock situation. Yeah, so yeah. so Flanagan is studying this, this, this... Apparently to early morning. Yeah. Which, at the time... I'll go start with going to the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coglin is behind the bar with two patrons. With two patrons, 
is this like 10 a.m.? And is yeah. the bar operating a TJ Friday at 10 a.m.? I mean, I mean I, Coughlin, I, Coughlin is operating something. Whether I, it's the official TGI Friday's bar, I don't know. What's the earliest to latest? What's the earliest it could be? 9 a.m.? Well, let me check the hours for TGI Fridays. Yeah, or idea. Actually, more specifically, when is the TGI Friday's bar open? <laughs> I'm not interested in just the restaurant. 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. So yeah. 11 a.m., that could conceivably still be before class. Sure, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's probably not he's probably not taking like a full student load. He's taking like a probably a half student Let's, uh, load of classes. When you search for when is the TGI Friday's bar open, you get a couple suggested questions from Google. <laughs> here here they are. How much does it cost to open a TGI Fridays? A lot of people they have like they start out saying, I wanna drink at a bar of TGI Fridays, and it's like that's too much work, I'll just open one. Franchisees must have a net worth of at least six million. Wow, Whoa. that's expensive. Uh, the total investment is between two and six million. Yikes! Um, wow, uh, that's from franchise help. I mean, does net worth mean a credit line? Like, I don't really understand. Like, or you have I'm to have like liquid. Unclear. Gold bars. Is Fridays the same as TGI Fridays? <laughs> <laughs> no conclusive answer there. Um, how old do you have to be to work at Fridays? Yeah. Uh, maximum age is generally eighteen. Ma- oh, minimum age is generally eighteen <laughs> years old. <laughs> Can you oh. make reservations at Fridays? Uh, is there a Fridays? Now I'm the confused. Answer is Who yes. just says Fridays? I, a lot of these just say Fridays. Also, it keeps adding questions when I click on these. It's gotcha. <laughs> is Chili's a franchise? <laughs> Or, or is it just a family business? I don't know. It keeps adding questions. Every time I click on one, it adds two more. It knows what you like. How now, much? Anytime you search for anything, it's going to be Friday questions. How much does it cost to own an Applebee's? <laughs> it's a good emotional cost. Initial franchising fee, 35 k Not bad. Mm. Initial advertising expense, 40 k Liquor license, 400 k Apple supply chain co-op stock purchase, $100. Wow. I'm going to get the door. Okay. Is Hooters a franchise? Uh, is Buffalo Wild Wings a chain or franchise? It keeps it's adding so many questions to this page. Uh, what does it mean, TGI? Thank God it's Friday. Tumor growth inhibition, trado gastrointestinal. That's in Portuguese. Uh, tide gauge inspectorate. Those are some TGI acronyms. How are your questions gone? What is the meaning of TGI Friday? That's a that's a great question. Let's see if we can guess. How much do you make at TGI Fridays? Server hourly four fifty six an hour. That's the, yeah, is I mean, that possible? Yeah, so you know, uh, you have staff that are tipped make much less than minimum wage. Oh, right. This is you're right. That's right. This is this is Sans tips. Yeah. Um, how old do you have to be to work as a hostess at Olive Garden? Sixteen. What is the meaning of Giant Fridays? What is no wait? <laughs> no wait is the shortcut to an amazing dining experience. <laughs> <laughs> How much does no we weight cost the restaurants? We need to stop this. How much does it cost to start a Chili's? Who owns Chili's restaurants chain? Is Applebee's a franchise? Is Brotzit franchise? How much does it cost to buy a Twin Peaks franchise? How much is there the owner of Hooters worth? Can you buy a Buffalo here. Wild Wings franchise? How much does an owner of Buffalo Wild Wings make? What does TGIS mean in a text? What does TGIF mean in slang? What does, what does TGIF mean in a text? What is the meaning of TGF? How much do you make being a hostess at TGI Fridays? How much do you make at Chili's? How old do you have to be to work in Olive Garden? How much do you make as a hostess at Olive Garden? Can you make reservations at First Watch? What? Okay, that added several more questions when I opened that. 
Actually, we do not accept reservations. That was the answer to that. What is Open Table app? What? How does call ahead seating at Texas Roadhouse work? What, what does it say TGIS stands for? Because I have one hit, hit over here. TGIS? Uh, thank God it's Sabado. That's That's okay. Philippine TV series in the 1990s. That's what I got, yeah. Temporal Geographical Information Systems. Thank God it's Saturday. Thank God I'm single. Oh, mm. one more row that is hidden. <laughs> Who knows what's on that other row? Um... We should talk about the movie uh, Cocktail. We should. We should. That other row was another um, row of Thank God It's Sunday. Oh, Thank God It's Sunday. Ooh. So it's 11 a.m. He has been no, working. No, it's 6.09 p.m. He has it's been 6.09 Unless you're listening on the podcast. Then it's 11 a.m. He It's 11 a.m. at TJ Fridays. Mm-hmm. At least 11 a.m., maybe a little bit later. Because mm-hmm, the probably, bar is open. Probably 11 because the, the busboy probably has a nice round figure. He didn't say, wake, you wake me up at 11.07. Yeah. So he stopped working at 4 a.m., mm-hmm. and he has to, I guess, get to class. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like he's turning in that day. He's just studying. I just know, like, submit, submittable papers. Mm-hmm. So he says, I'm working here. I might fall asleep. I'll be I'll be sitting at a table holding a, a, a bottle, which I'll spin around in my hand, mm-hmm. I, which I find incredibly clumsy. Which is just yeah, like, but, I mean, he's still learning. He's practicing his bartending <laughs> technique while he's studying. It's very efficient. Do you think do you think people who really are flare bar pen, bartenders do flare that? Flare bar pembers? Flare bar pembers? Flare bar pember? Flare bar pember? Fire bar pem, fair, fair bar pember? Fair bar pember. Fair bar pember. Yeah, that's my that's my bar name. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think do you think uh, fair bar pembers uh, do uh, do that? They just constantly yeah. want to do other things like they're driving a car and they're just spinning the bottle in their hand? I don't think they do. Oh, I don't think they do. Come on. If you're a fair bar pember, you're taking your your bottle everywhere you go. And do you think it's helping him study? Because he's like he's spinning around yeah, and he no, hits it's nice his book. You never like when you're studying. You want you want something to kind of you know you want to like be biting your nails the or origi- like chewing gum or the like, original fidget spinner. Yes, exactly. It is the original fidget spinner. A bottle of Bacardi's original fidget spinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Bacardi? I think I thought it, is. it was vodka. Was it? Let's take a look. I don't know why I thought that, but so angry. Um. Oh yeah, a lot of anger in those. Okay, so we got. Um. Is he in charge of the stereo system? Yes. Um, who is telling him the time and why? Busboy. Um, or owner. In investment banking or some other it's a weird outburst. The try and make it by closing is what Coughlin says. Well, he first says bottle. Bottle. Because <laughs> Flanagan gives him the bottle he's been working with back. Because I guess this is the only bottle of this booze that has a quick pour on top. I guess. It's weird. I mean, those quick pour things, you just attach them to new bottles. It's not like... I mean, I don't know why he needs an empty bottle. Yeah, it's really cl- crucial he? that he leaves the empty bottle. I mean, granted, it wouldn't be the best for him to just like wander around New York with an empty bottle so you of think vodka. He's just helping him, yeah. Yeah, but Maybe anyway, try and make it by closing, and then he and then he and then Flanagan says, "I'm doing the best I can," in a really, really angry sure. tone, which so, we had not really seen before. So, is he saying that there is like not a specified time to come in, or is he saying you've been late? A lot of times. Well, he's yeah. I mean, try and make it by closing is like mildly, you know. It's yes. like it's, it's a bit passive aggressive. It's a bit passive, but do you think it means that he should come in like at five? He's coming in five thirty, and he's just being a dick about it. I think it means he's occasionally late. Yes. Yeah, but it's yeah. probably like before brush. It's. I mean, Coglin is giving him some. Is you know is like ribbing him a bit. I don't think it's like a harsh criticism. But he's undermining his ability to excel in his schoolwork. Yes. yes. I don't think Coglin doesn't want him to succeed. Um, no, no, Coglin wants him to be his understudy. Does he feel like he is his legacy? 
Mm, no. I think having Flanagan around and Flanagan being not as good as he is is empowering for Coglin. He's quickly and becoming I about think, as good as he is. I know, and we will see what problems that creates later in the film. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. You're addicted to love. Oh, those hug me eyes. <laughs> um, so... So I think at this point do we start talking we about We need more? to talk about classes. Yes. Yes. So, okay. He is taking apparently uh, three classes right now. The <laughs> macroeconomics class we yeah. saw in the last one. We and, learned and the money that, multiplier. And the, that, I just, I did write this down. That professor is not the same as either of these two professors, right? No, these are right? three different classes. Three different professors. professors. Okay, And great. they're all okay. very bad at their jobs. The, these professors seem terrible. I mean, do you think City College is like... Boy, you put us in film, you represent us as University of Toronto playing us, and then you have the worst professors playing our professors. This probably is not good for City College. No, no. Well, I mean, just the fact City College was in the movies probably means, you know, it got all sorts of positive pickup. <laughs> it's like Flanagan studied at City College. I want to, yeah. too. He's binding the pencil in the middle. I've never Biting the pencil I'm while nev- slapping with the, with. I think it's, oh, no, you're right. It might be Bacardi. I think it's Bacardi. Mm, it does look Time. like it's got a bat on it. The closed captioning says he says Finnegan, Finnegan. Finnegan, <laughs> Finnegan. Finnegan. Um, okay. So, um, so classes. Listen, so, listen. Yep. Bottle. Brian? Brian? Yeah. Brian, make it by closing. I'm doing the best I can, okay? <laughs> it's very good. So okay, and then his okay, then the class, the big class with his mustachioed professor. This one. This one is business plans. Yes. It's about making business plans on the chalkboard. Seems to be notes about just noting what mean and variance of return is on your on on your investment properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so we got so three classes. So macroeconomics from last episode. Yeah. Business plan writing. Something like that. And Something then, like that. And then literature for business students? It's a weird class. I So my impression of this class, which we should listen all the way through when we get to it this time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, is, so, you know, the professor is saying it's a class of budding capitalists. Yeah. On the fast track to success. Yeah. Um, It's a weird, so it's, I don't get, I think... Well, but, but he frames, so, I mean, the first assignment becomes a creative writing assignment. The professor frames that as if it's something unusual, which makes me think the class is actually some investing, investment banking class, essentially. It's like writing proposals. Yeah. You're, you know, writing you know, packets yes. for investment banking. And this professor's like, no, no. We do things differently here. I, I have more background I'll get to in a moment, but let's listen and let's talk about it. Yeah. Here we go. Let's stick with the brew. <laughs> Beer is for breakfast around here. Drink or be gone. I'll stick with the brew. <laughs> and we're back. Budding capitalists here. That most of you are seeking the fast track, lovely term, to a career in investment banking or some other socially useful pursuit. Nevertheless, Certain antiquated skills, such as reading and writing, remain a part of the curriculum. So, for your first assignment, I'd like you to write your own obituaries. Not that I wish you were dead. At least, not yet, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible professor. (laughs) 
Um, so okay, so on the board at is the moment, our names of authors. <laughs> yes. the, the 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 chalkboard is full of like Jack Kerouac and uh, like yeah. I forget Joan something. I don't think Jack Jack Kerouac's on it. Jack yeah. Kerouac is definitely yeah, on the board. Yeah. No, I, that I was made the a only list. One I made a I... list of everyone on the oh, board. Oh, good. Okay, well, we'll go through that. So he's yeah. so this professor has. If we just walk through what this class is, because this is the end of the class. So do you think it's like okay <laughs> writing? Who can name a writer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's how it started. But like all these are like kind of the top middle brow writers, mm-hmm. and and the question is, like it doesn't have like Stephen King on it, mm-hmm. so it probably like what what would Brian, Brian Flanagan say? Jack Kerouac. He would say Jack Kerouac. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he would say you know. Johnny Business. Johnny Business. Yeah, whoever wrote that uh, How to Make a Million Dollars book that he's been exactly. he was reading on the bus in. <laughs> That's a great yeah. book. <laughs> the best book. Yeah. Um, so I, oh, wait. Here it is. Class two. Ah, light dawns on marble head. We, we need to get back to we, this. We need to get back. Just every time we need to listen to that line. Oh, it's, it's great. Great, great line. Okay, so let's um, go through the, all the authors. I'm going to read them down right now. Okay. John Updike. John Updike. He, Car- he wrote um, the uh, factory novel uh, about the uh, <laughs> the jungle. He wrote the jungle. Upton Sinclair. Upton Sinclair. Close. They're both ups. They're both ups. Both ups. Uh, John Updike. Good ups. Carl Sandburg. Ernest Car- Hemingway. Cheryl Sandberg? Cheryl Sandberg. Carl Sandburg. Ernest Hemingway. I know him. Uh, he wrote uh, Sun Also Rises. Yes. Washington Irving. Okay. Saul Bellow. Gore Vidal. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna skip this next one. Okay. William Faulkner. Why'd you skip the next one? F. Scott Fitzgerald. F. Scotts. F. Scott Fitzgerald. F. Scott. F. Scott. The Great Gatsby. Norman Mailer. Kurt Vonnegut. Kurt Vonnegut. Mark Twain. Catch twenty two. No. Another thing with numbers in it. Uh, Fahrenheit 450. Nope, no, that's you, Bradbury. Um, there is his most famous thing is a number. Is a number. I know it's a number thing. Numbers five. Five? Oh, Slaughterhouse Five. Yes. Yes. Mark Twain, Sylvia Plath, Dashiell Hammett, James Baldwin, J.D. Salinger, mm. Philip Roth, Joan Didion, Jack Kerouac, Erica Jung, Lillian Hellman, John Irving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the final name? The final name on the board? Haywood Gould. Wow. The author of the novel of co- Cocktail. Yes. Wow. That is such a cool inside joke. It's not listed on the IMDb trivia page, as far as I know. Wow. Well, put that on there. Nope. Okay. As far as I know, Erica Jong is not actually responsible. <laughs> she, wrote, she wrote a very famous book, Fear of Flying, which I don't think anyone really likes. But, uh, yeah, so so maybe this is my good opportunity to talk about Page Full of, co- uh, of Cocktail. Let's do Page Full of Cocktail. Hello and welcome to Page Full of Cocktail. Hello, this is a Page Full of Cocktail. So in this, we talk about the book Cocktail, written by Haywood Gold, 1984. It's a tremendous oh, book. Oh, the guy from the whiteboard. Yes, chalkboard. The, one, one of the famous uh, chalkboard writers. 30 authors, yeah. Yep. Uh, so the question is, is this book great? It's great. This is an amazing book. It honestly is 
a tremendously written book. Uh, Haywood Gold found great success doing this. I get more about that's what got him on the chalkboard. So they talked about how did it feel like this is a question in an interview with Haywood Gould. How did you feel about the studio's request to make the movie less gritty than the book? Mm. Haywood Gould said, "I'm guessing not good." There must have been 40 drafts of the screenplay before he went into production. Uh, it was originally through Universal. They put it in turnaround because I wasn't make the character likable enough. <laughs> and then Disney picked it up and went through the same process with them. I wait, wait, wait. You're saying, you're, so Brian Flanagan is supposed to be likable? <laughs> uh, you know, so, so it says, I was fighting Disney at every turn. It's a huge battle for making the league younger, which I eventually mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. I realized, and I think I knew all along, that the people who wanted to make the changes, they were correct. They wanted movie characters, characters who were upbeat and were going to have a happy ending and a possible future in their lives. Mm-hmm. That's what you want for a big commercial Hollywood movie. So I try to walk that line between giving them what they wanted and not completely betraying the whole area of saloons in general. So, betraying the whole area of saloons. Yeah, so in the book, the main character, Brian Flanagan, is completely different. Yeah. The, the book starts, this is a great moment. It's him walking around, extremely hungover, and he's thinking out loud, and he's unsure whether he's talking to people or only thinking it, mm-hmm. which is fun to read in, in print. I've never seen that before. It's a good moment. Uh, and then it goes back to his history of being in, uh, unlike Co- uh, Convoy, the book, which is like page for page within the movie, it's a much looser. It's a much looser. Well, yeah, it sounds like. I mean, it's and darker, grittier. You grittier. Grittier. So, okay, so the first, uh, the first pass of the obituary, the obituary... Has a he goes to a city. He went to the new school in the book. Technique for the talented beginner. One session a week because he has okay. talent. He's uh, he is a talented beginner. Four hundred fifty dollars. The instructor was a journalist whose name appeared occasionally over some pieces of servile puffery, which is enough to make him seem a celebrity. The class amateurs desperate enough to see their names in print. Uh, he spent most of the first session pronouncing spiteful judgment on every writer from Ovid to Updike, exempting only Borges and by exemption himself. Then we got our first assignment. Write your own wow. obituaries. Don't misunderstand. I don't wish your people dead. Not yet anyway. Wow. We so these work. lines are from the book? Well, a lot of the good lines are. Huh. Okay. So here is his first pass of the obituary. And wait, sorry, what was the class name again? Uh, this is Technique for Talented Beginners. Technique for Talented Beginners. That's this is because, very hard to parse. This is because Coughlin in the book is writing his own novel. And mm. he really he feels like he's actually doing well and he really loves it. And Coughlin says, you got potential? You're in a great literary arena. You stand by the bar and see it all. You have a, everything your generation inspired to experience insight, the capacity of revelation, but you lack what your generation c- discounted as unimportant. You lack technique. Wow. Wait, but so in the book, he's trying to write a novel, yes. not trying to succeed in business. Yes. Got it. Completely Weird. Okay. Different. Very different. Also, For- this music with what's playing on screen right now is great. It's great. First pass <laughs> Brian Flanagan. <laughs> I'm just having a lot of fun with this. It's good. <laughs> They're all just singing to the song. Just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Much better movie if you set it to that sound. Okay. Let's do a recut. Let's do a recut, yes. With commentary plus music. <laughs> and we recut everyone's voices. Commentary and stingers, and we will dub over everyone's voices. Yeah. Actually, that would be really fun to do. Mm-hmm. I really would like doing that. Yeah. Uh, Brian- Finnegan. Finnegan. The time. <laughs> Finnegan. First pass. Finnegan. Brian, the time. Brian Flanagan, 31, celebrity bartender and raconteur, died late last night of third-degree burns sustained in a fire in his, his apartment. 
Fire official surmised he fell asleep while smoking in bed. A copy of Confessions of an English Opium Eater by Thomas De Quincey was found in the charred ruins beside the body. At this time, foul play is not suspected, although suicide has not been discarded as a possibility. So that's his first pass. Hmm. He doesn't like it. But you see over there, this is something where he is... He's a guy who says... He's like, taking I was reading, an authentic shot at it here. Well, he's reading like a famous essayist yeah. you know, uh, of the 19th century. Yep. This is not something he would write in his obituary in the movie. Mm-hmm. Pass two... Flanagan was of the genus Bartenderus Brooklynus Galecius. Okay. A sta- okay. A fairly... St- well, he's obnoxious in the book. Yeah. A fairly <laughs> standard description goes with that. So big, that carries over. Big family contributing cop, priest, spinster, and several incurable alcoholics to the melting pot. Pop has a pellet by- pot belly and a beer blush in his cheeks. He's a laborer of a civil servant, a jingoist all the way. Mom's a jolly Irish stage mauler who greets every problem with a sigh and a boiled potato. She's thick-legged and blotchy. A poor thing. There's a Harry Warner nose, loose flesh ripples in her arms, and you can detect the iron ribs of a girdle on her faded print dress. So it goes on. This is like this a terrible, you know, mm. he's, he's just this broad Irish stereotype. Mm. And he's just making it up because he actually is kind of hesitating to really think about his family. And he does, and his family isn't like this stage Irish family. They're just like people. And it goes on. It's actually very good. And then he gets really kind of upset thinking about it. And then he drops out of the class and just gives up, and that's the last thing he writes. Hmm. Okay. Which is, I think, this is actually pretty This is actually yeah. pretty good. Unlike in the movie, it's a setup for him writing his big business success obit. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of the same DNA between the two characters. There's a certain drive. Uh, there's an, a... There's a him being obnoxious. They, they come from different... Yeah, exactly. He tries to keep the cockiness mm-hmm. of Brian Flanagan. Yeah. But he goes in a completely different direction of being a snide businessman, which you have to imagine Haywood Gould himself, who put himself into kind of the cocky, young, literary-minded mm-hmm. man. Does he view the Brian Flanagan? Because this was himself in a kind of I condescending... And, you know, and, and, you know he's, he's knocking himself down a bit. The Brian Flanagan of the movie is this a uh, Brian Flanagan that he holds himself in contempt? Uh, it is. Um, sorry, distracted. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he holds himself in contempt as a uh, do th- author. Do you think Haywood Gould despises businessman Brian Flanagan? Do you um, think he like he condescends to his own character? Uh, yes. <laughs> Which is interesting. I mean, I think Haywood Gould is the most compelling character of this entire movie. That's what I'm getting at. I mean, Haywood Gould is a very compelling character. Yeah, I mean... It's, is he still alive? Yes. Wow, we should interview him. We absolutely should. If, if Haywood Gould wants to talk to us... Should we write an email this episode? No, we we'll put more thought into it. Haywood at Gould.com? Haywood at Gould.com. Dot biz? Dot biz. Dot co? So and that's the, so I think right now that's really all I'm gonna get to for a page full of co- uh, cocktail. That's it's, been a page full of cocktail. Great book. Blue shirt, fifth row. Wake up! Perfect timing. Ah, light dawns on marble head. Wonderful. What so, a line. So, class three. Class is three. This is business, just business class? Business plan writing class. I mean, this is a classic business school class. Yeah. Right? Um, so I mean, it seems like stuff you should know. You should know about like investing in assets and, I guess, <laughs> capitalizing your business. Um, and yeah. So, here's... Well, I wrote down. So, here's, here's what the professor asks for in the complete, quote-unquote complete plan for business development 
Sure. Okay. Uh, number one, capitalization. Yeah. How are you going to pay for your business? Yep. I wrote, actually spelled out capitalization. Good. Let's delete that L there. Delete it. Um, administrative costs. Just how much does it cost to keep it running? Keep it running. Income prospectus. How much money are you going to make? Sure. Makes and sense. from what sources? Marketing. Sure. Sure. And cost analysis. How Which much does your core product cost, I guess? I guess is there's products. It's like, what's your margin? Of, what do your margins uh, look I, like? I'm unsure. I mean, I don't really know the difference in this case between administrative cost and overall cost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. Well. Yeah, I mean, that sounds reasonable, honestly. No, I think it, it sounds like a reasonable assignment. The way the professor teaches the class seems unreasonable. He walks it, and actually I'll say this, we don't know that's it, because he cuts himself off mm-hmm. in his in his list of what it is to say, fifth row, blue shirt, yes. wake up. Yes. Maybe he was in the middle of a long list, mm-hmm. and now he's going to get to more to say. Is it, so here's, let's, what's, what's your take? Professors reacting to students being asleep in class. Is it, pay them no mind, they're only cheating themselves, Yeah. so don't do anything. Yeah. Or make an example of them to, you know, emphasize the importance of paying attention. I mean, the results speak Which for is themselves. the more effective teaching technique? <laughs> I would say, I mean, I would not discount how effective this, this professor is. He wouldn't have his job if he wasn't good at it. You're right. He does. He's he's a respected city college professor. So, I mean, I would say this. Like, I... Did you, like, did you ever fall asleep in class? Um, I mean, I've, like nodded my head in class. I've never sure. actually fallen asleep for any significant amount of time in class, no. Well, you don't know how long it is. That's what being asleep is. Uh, no, I mean, it's. I would know if I was asleep. I mean, it's not. I've I've closed my eyes briefly. So less than 15 minutes. <laughs> less than 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, so he says, fifth row, blue shirt, wake up. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like... So, I mean, did, did professors ever make do that kind of thing? Make a, a no. show? No. I mean, maybe I mean <laughs> high school teachers. Yes, that's what I yeah. say. Middle school, high school teachers. If like college a, professors, no. I had a, a middle school teacher that if he saw someone else uh, doing homework in class for a different class, he would pick it up with tongs and light it on fire in front of the class, <laughs> which is pretty funny. That's extremely funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> light it on fire? He was a, he was a physics or, in or the science. classroom. Oh, yeah. so there was equipment to do this. Yeah. So okay. It wasn't all right. It wasn't like he was an English teacher. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a I had a Spanish teacher who said that. Um, if you uh, have your iPod earbuds, he's going to rip them out of your ears. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. Oh, no. Cell phones, earbuds. I'm going to rip them out of your ears. It'd be funny to get earbuds mm-hmm. and, like, have, like, those, ex- like, kind of like those things that they like, extract out to kind of mm-hmm. like, lock in your ear. Mm-hmm. So if and he so does he pulls it, it, out, it, it would just, up and it oh, it'd be so much blood everywhere. And then he'd feel bad. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, I was fan- thinking it's like you like have like a streamer or something that's like balled up in your ear. Oh, so when he, he pulls, pulls out the earbud, it's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> pulling end over yeah, end. Yeah, over yeah end. exactly. That'd be great. Uh, he also had a policy of when people misbehaved, he put their name in lights, which involved writing it on the whiteboard. In lights. So oh, he would okay. write people's names on the whiteboard. He called putting putting your name in lights. There were no actual lights. There were no actual lights. It was very disappointing. No actual lights. Yeah. Well, people thought it was a thing to strive for, and then, um, you know. So, okay. Okay. Um, the Then he says, light dawns on, on marble, marble head. head. So I wrote down great line alert. So this is... Is this from the book? 
No. Mm. No. I mean, no, I mean this is not okay. this is a more cinematic scene than a book scene. So so Marblehead. No, this is this is a Boston slang. Marblehead, Massachusetts. If you are in Boston, you yeah. know Marblehead is that's the first place that dawn reaches. Oh, I see. And that's a phrase people say, light dawns on Marblehead. People usually mean it's self-deprecating, like, now I get it. Light dawns on Marblehead. I see. Okay. And uh, it's a way of saying, dumb me. Ah, light dawns on Marblehead. Perfect timing. Does he seem like a Bostonite? Um. Yeah, he could be from Boston. Possibly. Boston. Very aristocratic overtones in his voice, right? Uh, extremely so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Marblehead was incorporated in 1649. How crazy is that? Um, the zip code is um. Oh, lost it here. Zip code 01945. Is Marblehead? That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to guess population, what'd you guess? It's it's actually its own incorporated city. Population? Uh, population is four hundred thousand. Population? I'm gonna go ninety-five thousand. I like you're like the producer. Yeah, you, know, you got the <laughs> yeah. We got our little producer button here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, what do you? Sorry, one more time. Ninety-five thousand. Ninety-five thousand. Your guess was? Uh, I said four hundred thousand, but I didn't believe it. I, I I'm gonna say forty thousand. Forty thousand, ninety-five thousand. I'm gonna guess nineteen thousand eight hundred and eight. So we'll okay. see who's right. Okay. Okay. So I'm looking. I'm gonna look up the Wikipedia article here. Sounds good. Twenty ten census. Uh, nineteen thousand eight hundred and eight. You won. I was the cl- wow. Look at nice. that. Nice. Uh, nice. Crazy. Job. Okay. Nice job. Woo. Um. Yeah. Small town. Small town. T- tiny town. Small town, big country. Tiny town. I can't sing that song. So the... Uh, wow. Marble. <laughs> Marblehead looks funny. It's a little it's, it's a little appendage at the bottom of Massachusetts. The actor who plays the finance teacher, Paul Benedict, was famous for playing uh, the, the English neighbor, Harry Bentley on the Jeffersons. Oh, and, I, could, I could see that. And the number painter on Sesame Street. Oh, I could see that too. Dude, so here, here's photos of Paul Benedict playing the number painter. Wow, painting numbers. He's painting numbers. He's great at anything that. So there he is. Ooh, wow, without a mustache. So he's painting a number on the guy's head. He's great at anything scholarly for sure. Yeah. Like no. numbers. I mean, he's finance. He is finance. He died uh, 2008, dead of unknown causes at his home in Martha's Vineyard. Near Marblehead. Near Marblehead. Near Marblehead. Yeah. Near Marblehead. They call it the Cocktail Curse. Whatever city you mention in the movie Cocktail, you you die die. nearby. You die nearby. Wow. So Flanagan, New York City, Tom Cruise, gonna Uh, die near New York. Gonna die in Kokomo. Gonna die in Kokomo. Um, And you know, Coglin mentions. Thanks, man. Australia. Australia. Oh, yeah. Earlier, I believe our guest said uh, that he sounded British. Would you like to walk back that comment at all? I stand by it. Okay. Um, <laughs> sounds pretty British to me, too. Yeah. They're all the same. <laughs> We're all British at heart. Uh, Paul Benedict, born in Silver City, New Mexico. Mm. He grew up in Massachusetts. And died in? Well, everyone's from Massachusetts. Died in? Died in Martha's Vineyard. Wow, the curse of cocktail. The curse of cocktail. Tom Cruise confirmed death in Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> confirmed death. <laughs> you heard it here first. 
Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is KZSU Stanford. We've we, just learned. <laughs> we're currently speculating. <laughs> but we have some decent, uh, we have a decent lead on the fact that Tom Cruise may die. We have solid theory. Solid theory. Tom Cruise may die or be already be dead. Possibly died a long time Possibly ago. Possibly died a long time ago in Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> In all probability, died several decades ago. Several decades ago in Martha's Vineyard. In Martha's Vineyard. In the vineyard itself. In the, among, yeah. among the grapes. In Martha's backyard. Basking in grapes. <laughs> basking in basking the grapes. Basking in the grapes. He, yeah. It's dangerous to bask there. It's uh, deadly, some might argue. Here's your bit. At the age of 99, while betting his 18-year-old seventh wife, Heidi, who is recovering from exhaustion at the local hospital and will be unable to attend the funeral. <laughs> and then he, and then he like and then does this, this it's, head. It's, it's very a hard weird, to explain. But if someone in real life, you it's find like it a dis- chicken. You it's find like it a- disgusting. Like his entire face is disgusting to see. If you really like, if you saw someone like that, but you're a freak. Yeah. But on film, it's like it's the most film friendly face. Yes. Even though he's a weird looking dude. That is the magic of Tom Cruise. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Services will be held in Martha's Vineyard. Wake <laughs> <laughs> up! Uh, okay, so do we want to jump to drink of the app? Do we have anything else? To cover? Oh, we could jump to drink of the app. We could. We could. Get ready, because this is drink of the app. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> All right, this is Drink of the Up. Very good. So, um, in Drink of the Up, this is a, a famous feature of the show, mm-hmm. You're Full of Cocktail, mm-hmm. in which we design a cocktail based thematically upon these five minutes of cocktail. Yes. And do eventually, we want to discuss, before we tackle this app, do we want to discuss our experiences, recent experiences with previous drinks of the app? No, that's what the website is for. Okay, I go mean, to the I, website. I, I mean, we have earfulofcocktail.com slash cocktails. Slash cocktails. Uh, I still need to actually upload the second review. It's almost ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still need your review of the second cocktail. Of, of the Big Apple, was Big Apple interview was the second yes, one? Yes, Okay, yes, yes. so we did, we did um, the Uncle Pat. Uncle Pat. Uncle Pat. It was successfully drunk, and we each wrote a review. Yep. We had, so the Red Eye was more of an investigation. That wasn't a drink of the app. It was an on-show investigation. We just drank Red Eyes. Yeah. And then the uh, the Big Apple interview. Sure. Successful drink. Successful drink. We enjoyed it. We sure. have not yet tried, what was our... Uh, the dingling. The dingling. We've not yet tried the dingling, and that's going to be an experience. We need supplies for that. We do need supplies. Okay, so, this 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 app, five minutes. Yeah, what's the defining characteristic I, I here? T- I have two suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one would be a drink based upon the obit. Mm-hmm. One to celebrate the death of Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, and just the, in the, Called in Martha's the, Vineyard. And the eventual death of Brian Flanagan. Mm. Uh, in Martha's Vineyard. As he predicted years later in Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. We could do something that includes wine. Or... We could. I, I think there's a there's a real obvious name for a drink we can say here, though in time, which is everything with these with these five minutes. Um, two words. Uh, 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 town 
Martha's Vineyard. Martha. No, that's what I said earlier. I said Martha's Vineyard. No, earlier. no. I said town. Ta- no, town. I, no, this time I Port said. Port of call. This time I Martha's Vineyard. Town. Town drink. Town. town no, I was. I meant to drink. say. I meant to say. Cl- <laughs> great name. Town drink. <laughs> Pour me town drink. Oh, the town drink, please. <laughs> one, one town drink. Tall <laughs> city drink for my friend. On the oh. rocks, town drink on the rocks. <laughs> okay, one city drink, one town drink. There's one thread connecting these five minutes. Yeah, two words. Town, town <laughs> drink. <laughs> okay, two, two words. Sexual frustration. Sexual frustration. I, I don't want to make that drink. Well, they don't want to. They don't want to suffer from <laughs> sexual frustration. But it's really what this movie's about. Uh, I'm. I'm just writing that down. It's a suggestion. It's a suggestion. Okay. And then we so have we got o- that. We got. We got Martha's Vineyard. We have Obit. We have Obit. The Obit. That's a cool name for a drink. Is the name? Yeah, it's good. Is it really? Yeah, the Obit. Yeah, it's like you're gonna die. This drink is gonna be your obituary. <laughs> it's but, that yeah, intense. I think it needs a little tweak. Okay. Uh, and then How about ha- little tweak? Little tweak. I'm not gonna write that down. Okay. Uh, and then you have town drink. What about um, administrative costs, income prospectus? I'd say no. Cost analysis. No, no. I'd say uh, no. Fast track. The no. fast track. We've already done kind of like business dreams. We both know two words. Sure. Marble town drink. drink. <laughs> Marble drink. <laughs> Marblehead. Marblehead. I'll write it down. Marblehead. It's it. I feel it doesn't connect all the five minutes. Mm. These 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 are small snapshots. Sure. One thing we do with whatever drink we have needs to include Remy Martin cognac. Can we can we lock that in? Yeah. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Does. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it needs to, but it's a very solid place. I to start. think. I mean, I and cognac. Yeah, cognac based drink. I will say this: no beer. Beers for breakfast. No beer. No this beer. Only a, cognac. Yes. Yeah. It's not a breakfast drink. Not a breakfast drink. That was drink. what the red eye was for. Yeah. Okay. Um. There. Um. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. In the movie, mm-hmm. all of his death dreams, his death urge, mm-hmm. is all about sexual frustration. I. It is. It, it's not a bad name for a drink. Yeah. Are you saying it sounds like an actual, like, really bad drink name? Well, I mean, it sounds like a drink name from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> and you think you should go in a different direction? I mean, we already did, we did one of those last episodes. It's dingling. But that was a, that was a Friday's drink, which is an even more specific. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I don't think a drink called... Well, actually, maybe. I, I mean, you, like... Well, I'm going to look up right now if there's a sexual frustration drink. If there good, is, good. That, would, that would count against it. Great. Have a, have a good Google search there. Sexual, sexual frustration drink. Does anyone know the drink recipe for sexual frustration? I had a drink at a club three years ago. <laughs> Best drink ever had. Been dying for one since. It's called a sexual frustration. Are these, this are these all? Is this is, this is Yahoo Answers? Okay, good. Source. Mm. Um, yeah, so there, there's a recipe there, but uh, so, and keep in mind it has to have cognac in it. So we have to we have to assume is, if cognac is appropriate. For sexual frustration, yeah. Um, cognac is definitely appropriate for Martha's Vineyard or Marblehead. Sure, I mean, I I would say they're apparently this is the drink they say for sexual frustration. Okay, it's a very bad, very oh, I, bad I, drink. I, I, what did I? I told one you. One shot, ninety-nine bananas. One shot, coconut. Ninety-nine rum, bananas. That's a good shot, start. Watermelon pucker. Three shots cranberry juice. Three shots pineapple juice. 
That's bad. that's really bad. I mean, that's like as bad as you could possibly. Imagine. That it, it's got banana, coconut, watermelon, uh, cranberry, one, and one. pineapple. That's that's the taste of the rainbow. Taste. The, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then, yeah, I mean, that makes it sound pretty good. Okay, so I mean, this counts against using sexual, even though I do feel it to be the the, the strongest, uh, uh, you know, connection mm. between this entire five minutes. What about so? Uh, ooh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a drink at some point called Bartender Poet. We'll get there. Well, we'll um, yeah. Okay, so about this, it's a drink suitable for Tom Cruise's funeral. Yeah, called, the, t- the Tom the ob- Cruise obit. <laughs> the Tom Cruise obit. The Tom Cruise funeral. Tom Cruise is dead. What a Brian Flanagan Tom- obit. Brian. No, it doesn't really. Flanagan's obit. Flanagan's obit. No, Finnegan's obit. Finnegan's Finnegan's wake. Finnegan's obit. I'm actually a big fan of this. Finnegan's obit. That's not bad. It's a fun. It's there's certainly not an existing drink called that. <laughs> Finnegan's obit. I like it. I, I like, like it, it a lot. I yeah. like it. Okay, okay. we have fin- a winner. Finnegan's obit. Okay, <laughs> but it will be powered with the energy of sexual frustration. Finnegan's obit. Powered by sexual frustration. <laughs> colon. 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 The sexual frustration drink. Powered by sexual frustration. Powered by sexual frustration. Okay. AKA cognac. AKA cognac. Okay, so I think Remy Martin. Remy Martin. Well, I'm almost. Remy Martin. Remy Martin, great drink uh, to, to bathe the basis for yes. the Finnegan's Obit. Basis it, Remy Martin. It's not a. It is not a. Uh, I mean, it's, it is kind of funny that of all this, they're dancing around. Uh, Finnegan's Wake, but you Literally. never you never put Joyce on the board. Joyce never shows up on the board of great authors. No, seems kind of strange. It is weird. They're calling him Finnegan. He's writing an obit. I mean, and obviously no Joyce on that board. I think what happens he he wrote it down, erased it, put Haywood yep. Gould. Everyone's everyone's got it out for Joyce. Yep. Um. So I, mean, I okay. think Haywood Gould is playing the part of Joyce in this universe. Yep. That's Clearly, hundred percent true. Um. Okay. So what? What, what to, this poster in the back of the room. Together we can do it responsibly. Is that what it says? <laughs> good. Yeah. Very good. Um, okay. Let's get some inspiration for this obituary. For your first assignment, I'd like you to write your own obituaries. Not that I wish you were dead. At least, not yet. Anyway. Okay. But, so, but unfortunately, today Tom Cruise is, has no, died today. November fourth, yeah. 2017. Tom Cruise. Tom is Cruise dead. is dead in Martha's yeah. Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> At okay. the age of fifty. At the age of is he fifty? Uh, exactly. Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom. Hey Google. Fifty-five years. F- he's fifty-five. Yeah. What? Born. He was in a movie called Born on the Fourth of July. He was born on the day before the Fourth of July. Wow. Fifty-five years old. Ooh. Fifty-five years old. Tom Cruise. Dead in Martha's Vineyard. Dead in Martha's Vineyard. Only fifty-five. What a tragedy. Yeah. But we um, have a drink that you can drink at his service. Is the Finnegan's, Finnegan's Obit. Obit. Okay. Finnegan's Obit. So cognac base. Yeah. What else we got here? We got. I mean, so what is the point of drinking this at the? At the I mean, pe- people would say like you shouldn't drink a cocktail, but I mean, famous at a funeral. Famous bartender Tom Cruise would want you to do it. Yes. Uh, I mean, and you, so you want celebratory stuff, celebrating the life of Tom Cruise. Yes, and but you also want to show your your '80s masculinity in the form yep. of drinking Remy Martin cognac, along with a shot of uh, <laughs> Stoli vodka. No vodka on this. Um, I mean, I think this week we, the question is: Do we want to be savory or do we want to be sweet? Well, what is the point of this drink? Is this a point? Is this like a point of you know, trying to focus and like show your determination, or is it a point of 
having a very tender moment of of seeing the fragility of human life, or is it a, is it like morbid, like celebrating the Adams family? Should it be like yeah, bats. <laughs> yes, I think we. It's, I think it has bat. It has orange sprinkles, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 uh, orange and black sprinkles. Orange and black sprinkles and <laughs> second drink and roll with sprinkles. <laughs> Remy Martin cognac. Orange and black sprinkles. Is this, is this over? <laughs> is this enough? <laughs> the Finnegan's Obit. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good drink. You could add a marble. No. Okay. I don't want to go have to acquire marbles. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so it's... Okay, so you pour Remy Martin Cognac into... Uh, into a, a cocktail small glass. cocktail glass. Yeah, a snifter. One of those, whatever. A snifter. The, a snifter. Yeah. Snifter. Remy Martin. Co- co- no, a snifter is like a lar. It's like a bowl. No, it can be any size you want. Okay. In this case, very big. <laughs> very large. <laughs> Oversized okay. snifter. One, one and a half, two ounces. Two ounces Remy Martin cognac. Four ounces? Four ounces Remy Martin cognac. Okay. In a large snifter. Add black and orange orange sprinkles. Sprinkles. (laughs) Finnegan's Obit. And that's been a drink of the app. That's been drink of the app. Okay, well, that was successful. That's the first, like, that's... That's Bang not. Uh, we've had better cocktails so Bang far. Props. Who's the new James Joyce? We're being asked by Heywood listeners. Haywood Gould is texting in. Nice. Finnegan's Wake. James Joyce. Who's the new James Joyce? Hey, All right. Um, Haywood Gould. Uh, so um, that's cool. Um, <laughs> if maraschino liqueur would be a good addition to that. No, no. The, the sprinkles are already going to make it sugary. That why not say maraschino juice? I'm saying maraschino liqueur. Maraschino liqueur is dry. Do we want to go back and add a little maraschino liqueur? Well, oh, sorry. Yes, maraschino liqueur. Yes or no? Uh, I I kind of liked it with the sprinkles. I don't well, know that no, you no, want to no, no, with sprinkles and maraschino, maraschino liqueur. But do you add maraschino liqueur? I, no, I don't think we do. It's I, I want to drink. Over, it's overdoing a bit. I really want to drink just cognac with sprinkles <laughs> in it. I kind of agree. It's very classy. It's, it's so very classy. Classic funeral drink. Classic funeral drink. R.I.P. Tom Cruise. Right, very good. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Tom Cruise. Oh, Hashtag R.I.P. Tom Cruise. What a man. What a career. What a lifetime. The town of Martha's Vineyard will. The town of Martha's Vineyard will, will never, never forget. Never recover. Never recover. Never, never recover. Never forget. Never recover. Never forget. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Uh, okay. Um, Everyone knows the classic 9/11 remembrance. Never, never forget. Never, People forget to never recover. Never recover. <laughs> never forget. Um, Always be at war forever. <laughs> never recover. Okay. Um. Uh, wow. What do we need to do? We need to look up pouring sounds. Well, you need to do that. I'm working on it. Yeah. Figure something out to talk about while I'm finding some pouring sounds. Sure. Uh, the, the, the professor looks like Phil Broth. Philip Roth? What does Philip Roth do? He's on the bo- he's on the board. He's on the board of famous authors of the 20th century, and the professor looks like him. Let me look up Philip Roth, the 1980s. I don't know if he ever had a beard like that, though. J.D. Rockefeller, envious, died. 
abetting his 18-year-old seventh wife. Still looking for Philproth with a beard. I'm going to look Philproth beard. From exhaustion at the local beard, Philproth. Okay. Um, should we do... Um, <laughs> should we do a Flare's Eye View? Flare's uh, Flare in the Air? That's what that segment's called? Instead uh, of looking up pictures of Philip Roth and having dead air? This is pretty good, though. Imagine, okay, no, I guess ima- the answer's no. Imagine Philip Roth with a beard. Imagine Philip Roth with a beard. He'd look, <laughs> you'd look kind of like the professor, wouldn't he? Like this guy with a beard. Identical. 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 Kind of like the uh, Tom Cruise at school and the Tom Cruise in the bar. Okay. All right. We. It's time for our favorite segment. <laughs> <laughs> this is Flare in the Air. I, there we go. Very good. Can you loop that? Get a little. I don't need to loop it. It's twenty minutes long. <laughs> good. Very good. Okay. And uh, this is flare there. This is the part of the show in which we take the veritable uh, flares eye view. This is like the bottle arcing over the bar. And we're looking at the movie, not just these five minutes. Most people would just look at these five minutes. We look at the entire movie. And actually combine how we appreciate these five minutes with the entire movie. Good. Yeah. So uh, first of all, we we do three things. We rate the movie uh, as a whole, as a whole, uh, as a as oh, a, that was a good pour. Up to these five minutes. Seems like you're you you're 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 sorry. I'm a little distracted. You're slouching your podkeeper duties. There's a like, lot of there's a lot of things other than pouring happening in this video. There's well, that, whispering. That That's what I'm bars too. There's a lot of. Of, of putting caps on and whispering. Let's let's play guess the number of views. Uh, okay. Have you seen it already? No, I didn't. I'm gonna okay. guess. I got a guess. Uh, do we, Mark Chambers, have a guess? Oh, I'm sure he does. Because you get to see the content. <laughs> okay, my guess is locked in. Okay, what's your guess? Oh, I, I'll guess too. Ready? Yeah. So you've not seen it? Uh, yeah, I've seen it. I mean, no, okay. I haven't seen it. Okay. Okay. Uh, good. All I right, was good. Yeah, I was a little worried too. Okay, so. Yeah. You you start. Uh, I'm because this is clearly an ASMR video. I'm gonna guess it has like two hundred thousand views. I'm guessing ninety thousand. I'm gonna guess nine hundred twenty-eight thousand nine hundred seventy-three. Wow. Is that how we get more views for our show by switching to an ASMR format? It's very popular as a format. No, it's the movie Saw now. It's too spooky. Okay. Um, okay, well, this is... Flare in the Air. Flare in the Air. Okay, so we're, we're going to rate the movie as a whole as a whole on a scale of uh, one to five stars, no zero stars, no half stars. Sure. Uh, the movie up until this point... That was one to five. One to five stars. Or is it zero No zero. No zero. Okay. One to five. And no five. No Stop five. No five, no zero, no three. Yeah. And no four. Yeah. Only two. Sure. And we're going to rate it. As a whole, we're going to rate it as a whole up until this point. Is a whole movie up until, up until this point, up as if that was one, a single movie, and we're going to rate these five minutes. Okay, and no yeah. half stars, and one to five, one to five, no one, no three, no four, no no four, no five. Yes. Okay. Okay. Movie as a whole as a whole. As a whole as a whole. Three, two, one, two four stars. stars. <laughs> well, it's getting better. I'm going up and down on the movie as a whole as a whole. I can't remember what I what I gave it last episode. Yeah. Anyway, so four stars, two stars. We average out of sure. three. Do you? Sorry, I cut your mic. Do you want to? Yeah. How do you, a star how do you rating the for the movie as a whole as a whole? 
Uh, well, I've only seen the. F- Don't doesn't matter. Okay, I would say I would say it's four ver- stars. Okay, the, it's a version you've extrapolated yeah, out. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The movie up until, whole, this up until this point. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one, five four stars. stars. Yeah, it's a really good movie it's up to this point. It's pretty close to five stars. It's, I'm going to say four stars. It's doing really well so far. I mean, It's yes. going to get a lot worse, <laughs> it's but it's doing really well worse. so far. Uh, okay. Um, and, and Mark Chambers. And Mark Chambers. Oh, as this the movie as a whole. Up Just until up, this until this point. up until this point. Well, as if ag- there's nothing else. Again, four stars. Great. Okay. okay. Good. Okay. Just these, these five, five minutes. minutes. Okay. Three, two, two one, four, four stars. stars. Yeah, yeah, four it's, stars. It's four Mark Chambers? I, I was going to say five. Wow. I was actually so going to go you extrapolate. You've seen five minutes of it. <laughs> His imagination is You're worse than You're assuming that the rest of it is worse than what you've seen. <laughs> it can't be better. And and I guess that's a, that's a valid case to make. Yeah. And what you've seen you, you mi- think you is, missed the, is... You missed the third five minutes, though. That is better. And oh. What, oh. And I don't know what I don't know. The previous five minutes was very, very, very good. Um, share, share with him the third five minutes. The third five minutes was involved. Uh, that was the hippie be shake. No, yes. No, no. No. Was that okay? I. You said no. the hippie be shake in the episode. I said that in that episode. Okay. Uh, previous five minutes was um, him being very bad at tending bar. Lots of customers shouting drinks. Mm. Drink names. Mm-hmm. Him being unable to respond to those requests, mm. um, yeah. and the customers just continuing to shout, including one guy who kept shouting "white wine." <laughs> well, see, but the, that makes the the ninety minutes where he's learning all the drinks that much more rewarding. Because uh, then he comes back and he makes those drinks, and we, everyone's really happy. We can only hope. So that has been flare in the air. That has been flare in the air. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, well, I don't think we're going to do more ASMR videos in the future. Um, we're going to need to find a different source of pouring sound effects. Or ASMR. Or or we could just do ASMR in general. So uh, is there anything else we wrap up in the show? I think we're about to we are, finish up. We are concluding. Uh, and we are concluding the show as, as I always. For time. As always, by giving you contact information. Contact information is coming at you. Right now. You've been listening to an episode of An Ear Full of Cocktail. You can contact us at the email address. Staff. Staff, staff at earfullcocktail. Earfullofcocktail.com. Also, staff at earfullconvoy.com. Earfullofcocktail.com. Earful of. Earful of. Tail. Earful of. Earful of. Uh, earful of. Yeah, earful of. At earful of. It's new. At earful of. It's new. And you can uh, LO us at earful of convoy. Earful of convoy. Convoy. And you can Mitomo us at the convoy. Convoy's a Mitomo thing. Mitomo. And as we wrap up, we say to you. Uh, we'll stick with the brew. We'll I'll stick. We'll stick. Uh, we'll stick with, with the brew. Milk, hot chocolate, 